0: You are Locked on Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked on Longhorns Podcast. I am your host, Patrick Dunn. Follow me on Twitter, at guy. Follow the show, Locked on Horns, best way to reach us on Twitter for your questions, comments, concerns, what you think. Maybe some topics you want us to hear about. Uh, Coming up on Thursday, we are going to do a Twitter mailbag. So send me your questions. Uh, We're going to talk Texas athletics, football, basketball, baseball. Whatever's on your mind, let's talk Texas Longhorn athletics. Now the great thing today is it is Tuesday. Texas Longhorns on the field, practice, spring football, finally here. And unfortunately, we do have some bad news to share right off the jump. We're going to get into... Uh, injury issues coming up in the second segment. Uh, Talk about some players that need to step up in our final segment of the show. But first, we're going to start with the bad news of the day, and it is an injury front. Jake Smith has broken his foot, according to head coach Steve Sarkeesian. So he is going to be out for an undetermined amount of time. That is unfortunate because it seems like with Jake Smith, especially last year, heading into fall camp uh, prior to the kickoff of the season, You know, he had the issue with the hamstring that held him out against UTEP, held him out against Texas Tech before he would return. Uh, So, you know, it's not a surprise to hear of an injury with Jake Smith. It seems like that's, you know, it became an issue last year. Obviously, we're starting out this season, this preseason, this spring football, with Jake Smith once again injured, dealing with that. Now, what this does for Texas is it opens up some opportunities. Jordan Whittington is a guy that I want to circle here because he's the next guy up behind Jake Smith. Last year, we didn't get to really see the two of them together. Both players have had their injury issues. Last year, we saw the issue uh, with the core issue with Jordan Whittington, so he missed some time. Jake Smith, like we said, we had the the hamstring issue, so we didn't get to see as much of him. We didn't get to see him together. I don't know. Maybe Tom Herman just didn't like both of them being on the field at the same time, utilizing both their strengths. However, this is a situation where now Jordan Whittington has a little bigger opportunity here to play in that slot role. Another guy that's going to benefit from this, I think, uh, Kelvonte Dixon. We saw a little bit of what he could do, the younger brother of Keontae Ingram. We saw what he could do in the Alamo Bowl uh, as a slot receiver, uh, Casey Thompson, finding him on the field uh for that long touchdown you know this is an opportunity for him to step up as well this is an opportunity for him to showcase kind of what he has and hopefully carve out a role because the the thing about steve sarkeesian that we've noticed is that he has no problem playing multiple players of the same position on the field at the same time you can go back and look at what he did at alabama with some of those wide receiver targets that he had with the jalen waddle a devonta smith Prior to that, we saw Henry Ruggs III, Jerry Judy. He had no problem putting all of these guys on the field at the same time, despite what position they played. He he doesn't stick with labels. He's going to put his best players on the field. And maybe Calvante Dixon is one of those guys. We don't know. We haven't seen enough of him. But he is a track guy. He's a speed guy. And we do know that Steve Sarkeesian likes to use his speed guys. So I think he's another guy, along with Jordan Whittington, who provides you some position flex, whether he can play a little bit of running back, he can play a little bit... At the wide receiver, the slot position. You know, you can move him around, look for matchups. And I, I think it's important for these guys that are going to have that opportunity. Now, who is going to be the guy that's going to be throwing them the ball? Um, and he, here's the here's the thing. Uh, yesterday's episode, we talked a little bit about it uh, with a comparison. You know, uh, to a two-attack of Iloa to Casey Thompson. Not saying he is, but that style of play. Uh, we talked Hudson Card, Mac Jones. What I thought was interesting is I'm hearing reports uh, from inside that Hudson Card might be the guy that, that takes that role. He might be the starter. And so when you look at that, it's very similar to what he had last year with Mac Jones. Uh, can he turn Hudson Card into a Mac Jones? Uh, he was highly touted coming out of high school. The number two, I believe is the number two dual threat quarterback in the twenty. 20- 19 recruiting cycle uh or the 2020 recruiting cycle i uh, beg your pardon uh so you look at that and you think hmm he could be the guy throwing the ball around we we've kind of seen his arm strength and what he can do we've seen the showcase so those are things that i'm hearing right now is that hudson card might have the lead here uh take that with a grain of salt i, I, I do want to say that take that with a grain of salt uh but that's just what the the rumor mill is the, that i'm hearing uh from the 40 acres so He's going to be a guy you're definitely going to want to watch as the spring goes on, as they get into the spring game, as they go into fall camp. I don't believe they're going to name a starter, but I could be wrong. I don't think a starter is going to be named before camp. But he's the guy that could definitely be one, could be the guy that you've got to watch. um, You know, and so he's going to need, and he's got to develop a rapport with these guys. Not that he didn't have any kind of rapport last year, but obviously new system you got to figure out what works. You do have some newcomers. How's it going to look when Troy Omier comes back and they have to develop that that chemistry? Uh, you know, Casey Thompson, the same thing. They've got to develop that because, yeah, think about it. Uh, they did practice throughout the season, but Troy Omier had the torn ACL, so he wasn't participating. So they don't have that timing down. They don't have that yet. So we'll kind of see how that works out, how that all is going to play uh, for Hudson Card, for Casey Thompson, for the Steve Sarkeesian offense. Those are things that we're going to have to watch. All right, but coming up next, guys, let's let's get into this injuries at camp. Who are the guys that are going to miss? And we'll kind of talk about the impact and what that could mean for the Texas Longhorns as they move through the spring season, as they move towards the spring game. Texas football is finally back. It's giving us a lot of excitement. Uh, we're excited about that, but let me tell you, about our friends over at rockauto.com. Rock Auto is cost-efficient. It's, it's easier to get what you need. Why? Because you can just plug in the name, the make, the model, everything that you need to know. They've got all the parts that your car or truck could ever need. Uh, maybe you need a new tailgate, like Ross Jackson of Locked on Saints. Somebody took the tailgate right off of his truck. What did he do? He went to rockauto.com, typed in the make and model of his truck. He got the new tailgate, and he got it put back on his truck, and he's good to go. I needed new headlights for my truck. What did I do? I went on. I typed in Dodge Ram, found the lights that I need, got them sent to me at a cheaper price than what I would have paid if I would have went into a store, a a traditional storefront, where they only carry certain models, or they only carry certain brands. Maybe they have a contract for they make it quick and efficient. Just make sure you're going to rockauto.com. In the little drop-down box, tell them Locked On is how you heard about them so they know that we sent you amazing low prices, all the car parts you'll ever need. Make sure you go to rockauto.com. Get all of the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news with every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast. All right, now let's get into some of this injury news that we have coming up. Obviously, we talked about Jake Smith in the first segment of today's show. He's going to be missing some time with a broken foot. There are some other players that we kind of have to pay attention to, guys that we need to look at. Uh, Let's start at the top. We have punter Ryan Buczewski uh, dealing with the knee issue. Obviously, he tore his ACL against West Virginia last year, which made... Uh, them go with Cameron Dicker as their punter, and uh, obviously this is going to help out Isaac Pearson a little bit. Now, he is the guy that's coming from the pro kick, Australia pro kick, uh, you know, obviously related to a former punter and Michael Dixon, uh, obviously. So when you you look at what this could mean, this could help him as his development, and he tries to show that he is more than capable. So maybe they don't have to go to a Cameron Dicker this next season. Uh, if, you know, Buczewski is not ready to go by the season start, obviously he tore his ACL midseason. How does that play in effect? Now, with the recovery time that we've seen over the last several years when it comes to ACLs, uh, a guy like Tori Omier, who they expect to be back for fall camp, might be a same sim- similar situation with Brian, Brian Bucheski. So we'll, we'll pay attention to that. We'll monitor that. But he is one of the seven players, and now eight. I guess you could you could throw in Jake Smith as well as he broke his foot in the opening practice. Uh, another is a newcomer, Derek Harris, linebacker. Uh, that's an issue in that, you know, he obviously he's a freshman. He's an incoming freshman, early enrollee. Uh, he needs the reps, obviously, in a new defense with uh, Pete Kwiatkowski now running the linebackers and, and the defense as a whole. It's going to be interesting, mostly because when you look at it, when you have, uh, you know, Jawan Mitchell and you have DeMarvian Overshown, there's not a lot of depth behind them. Now you have a Jalen Ford, uh, you have David Gabenda, you know, those guys. But you have other guys that are going to be in the mix, whether you're talking about a Derek Harris, you know, whether you're talking about uh, Terrence Cooks. I mean, there's guys that they need those reps and they need to show they have some depth at a position that was relatively weak last year. Uh, If you look at it, if you lose a Jawan Mitchell, if you lose a DeMarvy and Overshown, it's kind of an issue. Uh, So that for certainly is going to be one of the big issues. Now another big one is uh, offensive lineman. We think he's going to be the right tackle. We're talking about Derek Kerstetter. Obviously, he had that horrendous injury that happened against Kansas State in the regular season finale. We didn't know it was going to be the regular season finale at the time, but Kansas got canceled due to the coronavirus not even a week later. But Derek Kerstetter unable to play. Uh, unable to participate because of that ankle. He's still recovering from it, the dislocation and uh, fracture. And so he is not going to go, but he should be back by Paul Camp. Now, this is interesting, and why this plays into it is because of the uncertainty of the offensive line. Obviously, Jake Majors can play center, where Derek Kerstetter played last year up until the last part of the season. Uh, we do expect him to play offensive tackle. Now, what do they do with Christian Jones? What do they do with Andrej Carrick? You know, th- those are going to be ones to watch, Jalen Garth. There's going to be some guys that can take advantage, kind of show what they have under new offensive line coach Kyle Flood. So that's another interesting injury that we're going to have to pay attention to. Uh, Derek Kerstetter, obviously, with the ankle, but he should, like we said, be back for fall camp, according to head coach uh, Steve Sarkeesian. Now, tight end Brayden Librock has a shoulder issue, so he's not going to be available for spring camp as well. Uh, How does that play in effect? Well, they have Cade Brewer back for another year, uh, took advantage of the NCAA freezing the eligibility last season. You also have Jared Wiley, uh, Malcolm Epps, uh, newcomer, and Jatavion Sanders. Uh, You know, so they have depth at tight end. It's it's not a bad thing, but uh, for a guy who hasn't got a lot of playing time, these camps are important because they get those reps. They get more reps in, and they kind of show. And with new coaches, um, obviously Jeff Banks is now the tight ends coach and special teams uh, coach. He needs to see what he has in a Braden Librock, but he's not going to get to see it, till likely till fall camp. That's something to watch. Another one is going to be deep snapper Justin Mater. Obviously, uh, with Nobucheski, you're going to have a different holder. And so not having Mater there is going to be a little bit of an issue because – when it comes to special teams, when it comes to punting, when it comes to kicking, it's all about timing and familiarity and knowing how, how somebody likes the ball placed and where they want you to snap it to. Those things all play into, into that. So th- that's an issue there, but again, we're going to have fall camp and hopefully he's going to be back and ready to go. He's also listed as having a shoulder issue. Another shoulder issue we have, and we've already mentioned him already, we're talking about DeMarvy and Overshown. That could be an issue because, again, what about the depth at linebacker? We're going to find out a lot about these guys. Not having Demarvin Overshone. again, uh, it is expected to have him back as well. Uh, according to his press conference on Monday, uh, he said that Overshown should be back for the start of ball camp. So that's that's positive news. Uh, and because he's a starter, and you know he was their impact linebacker last year, they really need him on the defense to play in that interior linebacker spot the inside linebacker spot now that they're going to a different defensive front where your two outside linebackers are actually your pass rush, much like Joseph Asai was a year ago, and they've got to find a guy that can replace him. Uh, we also have defensive lineman Tavondre Sweat. Again, Sarkeesian said he should be good to go. Uh, he's also dealing with shoulder issues. It seems like everybody's got shoulder issues. Uh, I'm not real sure. Maybe they're sleeping on it wrong. I don't, re- I don't really know what the – Maybe it's the training that they're doing. I don't know. They're, they're, you know they they know have a new strength and conditioning coach. Maybe they're not used to that style and how they operate. And so, you know, he's going to be another guy expected to be in the rotation at defensive tackle with Keandre Colburn, uh, you know, with Alfred Collins. You know, these are the guys that they're going to have to watch. Uh, but, you know, he should be back. And, and obviously he had the issue late last year uh, where he had to, you know, he was injured and would go back in the game and get injured again. Uh, so they're probably taking it slow with him because he did have off-season surgery. And that's why I wouldn't expect him in spring camp, and, and that's fine. I think th- they'll do just fine without him at this moment. But when fall camp comes, uh, that'll be the interesting part. It was What's funny is they did not see Troy O'Meara. We've talked about him several times. That's encouraging that he was not on that list of players expected to miss is he ahead of the timetable? Obviously, he could be. We've seen players tear their ACL at the end of a season uh, and be back ready to go by the next season. That's only a nine-month turnaround. Well, think about this Roy Amier tore towards ACL back in August, during, August uh, during fall camp prior to the season last year. Uh, we're about nine months from that. Uh, so he might be getting close. He might be able to participate uh, at some level in spring football. Remains to be seen, but again, that is something that we are definitely going to be monitoring uh, as that moves on and kind of see where they're at. But, you know, coming up next, let's let's switch gears once again. We're going to talk about players that need to step up in spring practice now with some of these injury issues that are going on. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action Football is over, obviously, but there's NBA, college basketball. We're getting into the Sweet 16. There's still games to be betting on. NHL. Baseball's only nine days away from getting started. There's plenty of action. Real-time updated odds and props at almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Want to make sure you go to BetOnline.ag. Use our promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to get your 50% welcome bonus, it has you covered all the news, sports, on scores, and odds, and, and the best way to place your bet, and the, it's free to sign up. Head on over to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit by using that promo code LOCKDOWN, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, at BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. All right, we have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high flavor, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. It's kind of like a candy bar. But now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness, and today's matchup is a good one. We're talking chocolate brownie chunk versus lemon almond cheesecake. I love cheesecake. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a huge fan of the lemon almond, but I do love brownie, and chocolate brownie chunk is definitely the bar for me when it comes to this one. Definitely gotta check it out. Go to builtbar.com, or go to bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember to use that promo code LOCK15, L-O-C-K-E-D one five, to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com, and check back to see. Who won today's matchup, and who will become the best-tasting protein bar? The NFL Draft is weeks away. It's time to start following our Locked On NFL Draft duo, the Draft News Podcast. They watch every prospect so that you don't have to, and the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast is your daily draft news mock draft podcast. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft and Draft Dudes on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk a little bit about players that do need to step up when it comes to the spring football. Uh, When you start at the top, I mean, is it really safe to say a quarterback needs to step up? I mean, I think, you know, we've talked a lot about it, and we're going to continue to talk a lot about it because this is a big deal, who's going to be the quarterback. Hudson Card needs to step up. And and the reason why I say that is because we've seen a little bit of what Casey Thompson can do now. Reports are that Hudson is the guy uh, as far as what some believe being the, being the next starter at the University of Texas. But he does need to step up because they don't need him to just be good. Uh, Texas football needs him to be great because there's so much uncertainty when you look at the, tie, uh, the other teams in the division or the conference. When you look at an Iowa State and, and how that team looks, they're really good defensively. They've got some weapons on offense, the tight ends, the running back, the quarterback. Uh, Quarterback is prone to interceptions, but they're still a good team overall. They're a great fundamental team. Uh, You know, and that's a direct reflection of their head coach, Matt Campbell. Uh, Maybe not the greatest coach in the world, but what he does is effective, and he gets the most out of his players. Now, obviously you look at Oklahoma. Spencer Rattler, all the weapons that they have. Anytime these two teams are going to play, it's probably going to be a shootout uh, because of the weapons that are on both teams and when you look at everything involved. Texas has Bijan Robinson. He's kind of their big play guy. They're going to have to rely on him because they don't know exactly what they're getting out of their quarterback. And we won't know until they get on the field to play some of these games. So Hudson Card's got to be that much better. I mean, I really liked what they had in Sam Ellinger. I did. Only problem was I just didn't feel like Sam could get them to that next level. Did he get them to a New Year's Six Bowl? Absolutely he did, right? He did do that. He beat Georgia uh, because of what he could do. But that being said, Steve Sarkeesian's offense is a little more pass-heavy, so they're going to need the quarterback to be on point. We saw what Mac Jones could do. Can Hudson Card replicate what Mac did? We do know Steve Sarkeesian will mold his offense around him That's going to be a big deal. So who needs to step up for Hudson Card? Let's talk about Troy Omier. We talked about him a lot. Because if you look at it, there's a lot of questions around the X receiver with Texas. Montreal Azale is switching over from defensive back. You have Marcus Washington, who hasn't had a lot of playing time. You look at Troy Omier, he looks the part. I mean, getting off the bus, he looks like an X receiver. You know, he has the size... He has the agility. He can go up and get the ball. But they're going to need him to step up and to be that next guy. They're going to need him to become a Colin Johnson-like player. A Brennan Eagles uh, type player. A guy who can stretch the field for you. Get behind the defense. Make life difficult on secondaries. Because they're going to be king on a guy like a B. John Robinson. They're going to be king on a young quarterback. They're going to try and challenge him. They're going to try to put pressure on him. They're going to make life a little more difficult for that quarterback so what do you do you need wide receivers you know he isn't the only guy that's got to step up and we'll get into the third guy here in a moment but there are a few other you know smaller ones you look at we need more out of Joshua Moore now was he their best receiver last year I mean if you look at the touchdown numbers absolutely but there were too many times last year where he wasn't there there were games going down the season. Now, was that because of injury, what have you? There are multiple reasons, a multitude of reasons why. But they're going to need him to step up and be that guy. Obviously, with Jake Smith now hurt, I need Jordan Whittington to step up. I need Calvante Dixon to step up. I'm going to need those guys to step up and be the guy who can who can be the go-to guy for a young quarterback who's trying to find his way in the conference. And obviously the last one we're going to look at is Roshan Johnson. Now that's kind of a shocking thing to say Roshan Johnson needs to step up. But Bijan Robinson is likely your your starter. He's going to be your feature back. So Roshan needs to do the things that maybe Bijan doesn't do as well. We're talking blocking. Not to say Bijan's a terrible blocker, he'll get there, but he's a young running back. I mean, last year was his first year as a freshman. Uh, you know, you're going to need to have that weapon. And, and the thing with with Steve Sarkeesian's offense and the way that they do things, uh, you really got to look at uh, mul- multiple teams. And But Steve Sarkeesian at Alabama, yes, he did have Najee Harris, but he also had Brian Robinson Jr. that he used as well. They use a multitude of running backs. Uh, you're going to have to spell Bijana sometimes. So that's when Roshan Johnson needs to be that guy. Uh, we saw a lot of last year in the red zone. But can he take a, a larger role, knowing that they're going into the season without Keontae Ingram, who is now transferred. He's going to USC. You got another incoming freshman running back uh, that you're gonna, Jonathan Brooks, who who's shown some things, but might have to wait and kind of see with him. Uh, you know, he like you said, he is a freshman, but he's not expected to take a big role, kind of like Bijan had to last year because of injuries and because you know Roshan had injuries, so Bijan had to play more. Keontae Ingram had his fumbling issues. You know, he had injury down the stretch, which forced Bijan Robinson into a more pronounced role, which he should have been in the first place, given his effectiveness. But uh, for whatever reason, they kept going back to Keontae, to Rochon over Bijan. Ultimately, after the injury, obviously, Bijan became the back that we all expected him to be as the number one running back in the 2020 recruiting class. All right, but that's going to do it for this edition of the Locked On Longhorns Podcast. Make sure you are tuning in each and every day as we're breaking down all the football news, basketball news, baseball news. If it's happening on the 40 Acres, we're going to be talking about it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day that's going to do it for me. I'll catch you all tomorrow. Hook them.